You're listening to the Miscarriage Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Arden Cartret. This space is meant to be a tool for you to feel less alone and to learn more about how to get through what you've been through and what you're probably going through. We'll hear diverse stories from women and men in the online space, experts, and people just like you and me who are feeling the effects of miscarriage and loss in real time. This is the Miscarriage Doula Podcast. All right, Reggie, thank you so much for being here. I'd love for you to start your story whenever you're ready. All right, yeah, so let's see. It starts back in 2019. My husband and I had been married for almost two years. Um, when I we were like talking about the idea of just starting a family and I was on the Marina ID and I hated it. And so I was like, you know, this is probably just my sign <laughs> that I need to get off birth control and just like start trying to have a baby. So I uh, got off birth control in September 2019 and we started trying to get pregnant and it took us about five to six months to conceive the first time. And so we got pregnant in early March of 2020 and it was just like the happiest thing ever and you know I know you know five to six months is like pretty normal for some people to like try and get pregnant but uh yeah for us it just I mean every month that it was like a negative test or I started my period I was just a wreck like it just was so hard so getting that you know positive test was just like the best news ever and we were so excited and we fell pregnant right as COVID was you know, hitting all of us. And so uh, I remember calling to schedule my first appointment. And because of COVID, they said that they couldn't see me until 11, I was 11 weeks pregnant. And I was super bummed about that because originally I knew that they would see me at eight weeks. So I was like, oh, I don't want to have to wait, you know, an extra couple of weeks, but we were just like, on cloud nine so excited that I was like I can I can be patient and so uh, we ended up going in for that 11 week appointment and I remember my you know doctor asking like are you having any cramping are you having any spotting like how are you feeling and I told her you know like I've, I've had my morning sickness I've you know had all these pregnancy symptoms I haven't had any cramping haven't had any spotting And she said, oh, that's great. That's such good news. Let's meet your baby. And uh, they started the ultrasound. And I just knew the second the ultrasound started that it was not good news. And she uh, just looked over at us and just said, I'm so sorry, but I, I don't have good news for you. And I just remember looking up on the screen for the ultrasound and there was just this really tiny empty sack on the screen and I was so confused because I was like I am supposed to be 11 weeks pregnant I'm supposed to have this you know little life like wiggling inside of me and so that was just like the biggest punch to the gut and I was just we were so heartbroken and um we learned that it was um a blighted ovum which is basically for those who don't know um when basically 
the egg implants and is, you know, fertilized and starts to grow. Um, but in its very early stages, it stops growing, but the sac can continue to grow. So I want to say they measured that based on my HCG that, you know, the pregnancy stopped around like, I'm trying to remember, like five weeks, uh, but the sac kept growing pretty big. And so that's why I was still having all of those first trimester pregnancy symptoms. And so we were super, super crushed. And I remember um, they, they told me, you know, this, this might just disappear, like self-absorb, or if you start like bleeding or anything, it will just be like a light period. And I was like, okay. And I just like, you know, I didn't know anything about miscarriage. I, none of, no one in my family had experienced it. Um, and so I was just kind of like, okay, like, I guess that's what's supposed to happen. So I remember just going home. They said, we'll call you in a few days to check up on you. And it was like three days later, I started bleeding and it was like a really heavy period. And it, I was having really bad cramps and it just felt super horrible. And I was like, why is this happening? Like when my doctor said, oh, it's going to just be like a light period. And I just like self-absorb, like you're, it's okay. And so I was really, really confused. And so when they called to check in on me, I told them, you know, oh, I'm actually bleeding pretty heavily having some pretty bad cramping they were like oh yeah that's normal and I was just feeling really confused and uh, I ended up you know bleeding and cramping and all that for three weeks before I eventually um, passed everything and it was like just an excruciating pain I mean to hear that it you know what my doctor said it was going to be like versus what it actually was like was really really hard on me um, and so, yeah, it took three weeks for everything to pass. And uh, my doctor said, you know, it's probably best for you to wait a cycle before you start to try again. And at this point, it was like very end of May, early June. And I was like, okay, like we can wait a cycle to try again. We were really determined to have a baby. And um, I remember going in to get my uh, HCG checked just to make sure it, you know, had gone down. And, uh, I went in and they were like, oh, your HCG is at like a five. So basically, you know, within the next day or two should go down to zero. You should be fine. And then I got home a few days later. I was like, you know, I haven't like taken a pregnancy test yet to make sure that it's completely negative. I had taken one the day I went into the appointment and I you know, it was very, very faint positive. So I was like, well, I better make sure I have a negative one. And I went and took a test and it was very positive. And I just stared at it in disbelief. And I was like, there's no way I'm pregnant. And I, I'm really good at like charting my cycles and everything. And so I went and looked and I was pregnant. <laughs> and so I was freaking out because my doctor had said, you know, you've got to wait a month before you start trying again. And I had this positive pregnancy test. And so I called my doctor and I said, is this possible? And she said, yeah, it looks like you're having a baby. So here I was pregnant. I guess I, we conceived two weeks after um, the initial loss. So 
I was a bit of a mess. I still feel like I was like, you know, grieving that first loss, lots of emotions. It was just really, really rough. Um, but they said, you can come in for an early ultrasound at, um, like six weeks. So we can just make sure everything's looking good. And we went in for an ultrasound at like six and a half weeks. Our baby had a heartbeat. We were feeling so relieved. <laughs> I still was full of a lot of anxiety, but you know, seeing that like baby and seeing that heartbeat just was what we needed to see. And then two weeks later, they had said they wanted me to come in again two weeks later, just because they knew I was so anxious and they wanted to make sure everything looked okay. And when we went in two weeks later, our baby no longer had a heartbeat and hadn't grown past like the few days um, after we had seen them the first time with the heartbeat. So within three months, I had two losses and it was just extremely, extremely difficult. I know anyone who's, you know, gone through a loss knows how rough that is. Um, and yeah, to go have, you know, two of them right back to back was just so hard on my body, so hard on my mental health. And yeah, it was just really rough. And so I had told them, I said, I, can I like do a DNC? Can I take some medication? I just cannot let my body do this on its own. Um, just because I was in the middle, middle of a crazy, I'm a wedding photographer. So I was in the middle, middle of a crazy wedding season. Um, it was a summer and I also knew, you know, my first one, it took me like three weeks for everything to pass. I was just like, I just want to get this over with. So I was able to just take some medication to induce the miscarriage. And then, um, like three days later, uh, everything passed and we lost that baby. And I just, I look back at it because it still feels so recent. Um, and it's still really hard to like wrap my head around how much happened in such a short amount of time. Um, and so, yeah, it was really, really difficult. And um, I remember thinking, you know, I got pregnant so quickly the second time I can probably get pregnant just as quickly the third time. And that took us another five months. And um, I think as hard as it was for me to wait another five months because we were just you know so determined to have that baby we felt like we had already waited so long um I really needed that time I guess just for my body to heal and that time for me to just heal mentally and so in November of 2020 um we became pregnant with our ring double rainbow baby I guess you can say um and I'm now almost 21 weeks pregnant and so yeah it's this last year has just been quite quite the ride <laughs> and um that's basically yeah that's our story I mean I'm due August 5th and you know it's just crazy to think I mean it's hard because those due dates pass when your you know baby was supposed to be born and it's crazy to think you know oh I I should have a you know, a five month old or a one month old right now. But, you know, I feel this little baby kick and I am just reminded that, you know, I went through all of that for this one specific baby and it's so hard to, 
you know, get through those losses and to, you know, you just don't think you're ever going to get out of it. And it's just crazy to think that here I am now. Um, but yeah, that's basically like in a nutshell, our story and kind of like where we're at now. So I'm glad that I can share some good news. Um, yeah. But I know that like miscarriage is it's so hard and I my heart goes out to anyone who is experiencing it right now or has gone through it um just because it's one of those things that you'll never understand how it feels unless you go through it and yeah it's a bummer that it has to happen to so many people uh so yeah that's kind of our story and yeah <laughs> Well, and I just have to say, because whenever I was 21 weeks pregnant with my double rainbow, I feel like I was already bloated. I literally cannot tell from your face that you're 21 weeks pregnant. And that's so oh jealous because I was so round already. <laughs> I'm feeling very round down here for sure. And I know one day I'm going to wake up and my face is going to be as big as my stomach. But because <laughs> I had no idea how your story was going to end because like I, I look at you and, and can't tell in your face and so I'm like thinking back to whenever I was 21 weeks pregnant and I felt like I was 21 weeks pregnant with three babies worth of bloating because at that time I had two losses before my double mm -hmm. rainbow um but I want to go your doctor that prepared you for your first miscarriage I cannot believe how they described it that your body would absorb yeah, it was, it was so, crazy. so, well, and it was just because she's like, oh, there's just, it's just a small little sack, like, you know, and yeah, it was just so weird because then I call, you know, a few weeks later and I'm like, I am passing these really, you know, big clots and I am like, I was having full on contractions. Like I remember sitting there, my husband would like time them and it would come around the same time every night, every night got a little worse. And I just remember just like lying there, like, why would she tell me that when, you know? And so, yeah, yeah it was really, it was really a bizarre thing to hear. And then to experience something completely opposite of what she said was just really, you know, really difficult. But I do think that that prepared me for my second one. Um but yeah, still, still not a great experience. And yeah, I, I, I haven't met anyone. I mean, I've been very open about our losses. I've never met anyone who's had that early of a loss or something similar where they've said that your body has, their body has just absorbed it. So I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. I have never heard that either. And I still have it. So I'm like, interesting. Like there's, um, you know, sometimes if you have a twin pregnancy and one twin, um, if you miscarry one twin, I think like earlier than eight weeks, they call that vanishing twin syndrome where like mm -hmm. the twin can be absorbed, which is a really interesting and, and strange thing. But I've never heard of that with like a miscarriage of a, a single pregnant. Yeah, I, I just mm. that's insane to me. But, um, you know, maybe they were trying to sugarcoat it and thought that that was probably made their job easier to sugarcoat it because they didn't have to get uncomfortable um yeah but it it also sounds like I made a note here while you were talking because it sounds like they didn't even give you those three options that everybody gets mm -hmm. whenever they find out that they're miscarrying it's like they just sent you home to do yeah it and own. I think it might have just been because it was like 
you know, a blighted ovum pregnancy. I don't know if that's why, but I mean, I remember calling them like a week and a half later and being like, when is this ever going to end? <laughs> like, I just was constantly like, I remember telling my husband, I'm like, you might need to go to the store and like buy me a diaper. Like I literally had to lay on towels all night just because, and I was like, how am I, you know, like bleeding this much? How am I, you know, cramping this much when, you know, our baby is like the size of a grain of rice. Um, and you know, I, it, it was just really wild to me and yeah, I, it's, is really, really nuts, but I'm, yeah, I just, I don't feel like miscarriage, no matter how early or how late the loss is, what kind of miscarriage it is. Cause I know there's, you know, different ones, like they're all so difficult and yeah, they didn't give me any options. I remember asking them like, is there something you can give me? Is there something? And they just said, oh, well, sometimes it takes two weeks. And then I'd call two weeks later and I'm like, it's still happening. Oh, it sometimes it takes three. So then it was wow. just like, they were kind of going back on what they said. And I was just really confused. And I just felt very alone because I just yeah. felt like I didn't have that support right away. And um, it's crazy though, because when I had my second loss, they were so supportive, so like they would call in and check on me every week and just say, how are you doing? And I felt like very taken care of. So I wonder if it was because of the certain loss I had that that's why they did that. I still don't know, but Which yeah, it was sad. pretty crazy. It's sad that yeah. they saw it as like different, but you know, I also jotted down that your story is a really great example of if you choose the option, you, know, you weren't given the choice, but if you do choose the option to allow it to happen naturally, it can take weeks like you can bleed for weeks before the actual miscarriage and I don't feel like we are educated that just because you're actively bleeding that doesn't mean that that's the miscarriage happening like the miscarriage Mm -hmm. is a very specific time frame and you know when it's happening yes and I remember with my first which was a blighted ovum as well um I physically miscarried at 11 weeks pregnant like I was showing because my uterus continued to grow thinking Mm -hmm. I was pregnant And, um, I remember thinking like, oh, well, the baby's only five weeks, so it's not going to be that bad, but then Mm -hmm. you miscarry what should have been an 11 week pregnancy because your body continued to grow. And it's just to validate, you said contractions too. You definitely felt contractions and you'll you'll find that out in labor with your rainbow baby. You're going to be like, this is very familiar. And for me, giving birth to my rainbow was healing because it validated what I went through with my losses. I was like, my postpartum was similar aside from Mm -hmm. like, you know, obviously I didn't have stitches from tearing because it's very different sizes, but Mm -hmm. um, you'll see how similar miscarriage is to a full-term live birth. And it, it's really healing in a lot of ways. Yeah. In my experience. Yeah. I remember, um, yeah. And it's funny. Cause you know, when it's going to happen, because here I was for like almost three weeks, just like, when is this going to be over? And I remember we were at my parents' house on a Sunday night and or every night around 7 PM was when I would start to get these contractions. And I just remember telling my husband, like, we just need to drive home because I don't want to be experiencing this around my family. And the time I, we live like 15 minutes away from my parents. And I just, that those 15 minutes and that car ride felt like forever. Like I almost felt like I was going to a hospital to deliver a baby. It was the because 
yeah, like you said, I'm in my mind, I'm like, this baby's only like five weeks, like it's so small. But I just felt then it was coming, like it was coming. And then it, you know, within the next like hour, everything was just like over. And it, I knew it was over at that point. And I think that's what made having, you know, my second loss so scary because I knew exactly what I was going to go through again. And I was like, I just barely went through this and I have to do this again. And it, it was rough. And I've told people like, yeah, I've, I know what contractions feel like. And they're like, oh, no, you don't. And I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't have like an eight pound baby inside of me, but you, it, it's still very much, you know, similar to that in the way where your body is, you know, it's done being pregnant and it's expelling that everything. And it's, yeah, it's really rough. I wish I would have known I, I wish my doctor could have said, you know, this might be really, really hard. And, you know, I had had a friend who had had an early miscarriage um, and an aunt who had had a couple, but I didn't really know details about their losses. I just knew that they had had one. And I remember when I had messaged my friend, she was like, oh yeah, like, I mean, mine just felt like a period, like hers, she made it sound like hers wasn't like crazy painful or anything so I, I really wish I would have had someone tell me like just give me some sort of heads up of what it was going to be like because even though you don't want to have to anticipate this horrible you know event and feeling um, it just made it a lot harder to know that what my doctor and people around me said were just going to be oh, something very light should be, shouldn't be too bad. And then have it turn into just like one of the worst moments of my life. It was just a very, very crazy. So yeah. I think it's great that there's things like this, like your podcast that can just educate women on what, you know, it's really like, um, because even though it's hard to talk about and it's hard to listen to, um, I just know that it's been really helpful for me to like learn so much more about it. And for me to you know, educate other people because yeah, there's just so much that comes with it that you don't realize comes with it until you go through it or know someone who goes through it. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and thank you so much for sharing your story. I think that others can definitely relate, unfortunately, and we love hearing, you know, happy news that you're carrying your rainbow baby and um, check in with us after you give birth and let us know how motherhood after loss is because I, yeah. I share all the time like I am currently in the motherhood after loss and I thought that like just getting pregnant and giving birth to my baby like all of that grief would heal but it does bring up a lot of other things and I do think that miscarriage plays a part into how we parent and how we look at some of the hard moments and so it's still it's a very your miscarriage journey doesn't end just because you have a baby it's just a different stage of it yeah I I, I'm, I know that that I can agree with you even though I haven't you know mm -hmm. experienced that yet but I've already seen a glimpse of that just with like being pretty pregnant so far and then when our due date of our second baby came around just like feeling still feeling that sadness I feel like I mean from what I've understood it doesn't really go away um but it does, it, it gets easier in a way. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how, you know, actually being a mother and, um, and I mean, everyone who experiences a loss is still a mother, but to, yeah, actually, you know, yeah, 
yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see that, how that goes. And I can definitely see what you're saying when you say that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being here. Um, yeah, you're I appreciate it you. so much and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds great. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.